Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. I'm Jeff Owens, a WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University. My co-host is Joe Gisandi. He's the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. We are the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now let's go to the show. Joe, this week's main topic is... Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, as many people know, did not stand for the national anthem uh, several weeks ago, and the media is still covering it in great depth. Yeah, it's everywhere you go. They're talking about Colin Kaepernick. Other things we'll talk about on this uh, first show of the Sports and Media Show, we'll talk a lot about the NFL, college opening weekend, uh, a lot about the reaction to the Colin Kaepernick situation. Um, Let's also, before we get into the details about Colin Kaepernick, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what's really what happened in sports media this week. Because this is a show, we think, a podcast that will talk a lot about what the other media and sports are doing. So I know Mike Tirico uh, thought he was going to be doing Thursday night games, uh, but because of the NBC contract, he can't now. So they're going to kind of have him do a pregame show, I guess, on the Sunday night, So which might leave Dan Patrick out a little bit. Yeah, they're going to find something else for him on that show, but uh, kind of an interesting situation where they're not going to allow him to do those shows. And that's the way things go, non-competes and what have you. Other media news, Troy Aikman is not happy with his boss uh, bosses at Fox because he does not like uh, Skip Bayless at all. And Skip Bayless was hired by Fox to do a basically another show just like he had on ESPN. So that's interesting because Aikman's one of the stars of Fox. So we'll see what happens there. Well, it's interesting that he said that he didn't want to really work for a company that hired um, somebody like that. But yet he signed his contract after that, too. So he had that choice. He could have not re-signed with Fox, but so I'm wondering how much of this was just show. Somebody got, yeah, or they got him at the right time where he wanted to say what he wanted. Right, exactly. Um, The other thing is, I I was listening to a lot of uh, a little satellite radio, and I know that a lot of people, baseball fans, are still mad at Fox Sports 1 getting the playoffs, because the playoffs are, and Fox Sports 1 is not available in big city hotels, and there's going to be a chance that even the Cubs are not going to be available on TV in big hotels uh, when the the playoffs start, and that's going to make some people angry. Oh, yeah. Fox Sports 1. What's kind of interesting right now is that ESPN has owned, as you know, all of the contracts for everything. And NBC Sports and Fox Sports 1 are both trying to get a lot of those contracts. And as a result, not everybody's connected. I'm wondering how, uh, like I have XM Radio 2 and listen to a whole lot, so I wouldn't have a problem. But um, I guess if you're a Cubs fan, you'll find some place to find it because it's a once in a hundred year opportunity, perhaps. There you go. Or just don't be in a hotel. Don't, don't be in a hotel. There exactly. Uh, Notre Dame, Texas. Uh, everybody was kind of weird about a Sunday night college game on Labor Day weekend, whether we're do all do all right or not, and it just absolutely killed in the ratings. Didn't it really feel like a Saturday night game though? It, did. it didn't feel like a Sunday night yeah. game at all. When you're not going to work on Monday, yeah, but right. Then, and and what also helps ratings is when it's a really good game. Lots of points and overtime. Oh, yeah. And, and that crazy blocked kick for a two-point conversion uh, sort of at the end that put it into overtime. Yeah, it was it was just a tremendous game. I, I could have college football almost every night. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's talk about the main topic, though, we're going to talk about today on the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Uh, Colin Kaepernick has pretty much enveloped the news the last few weeks. Uh, we didn't know if the story was going to go away, and it doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. I know more NFL players are saying that they may take a knee now during the anthem, as well as the soccer player is going to do it, and some other people are talking about it. So, Joe, your thoughts? Well, when we talked about a week ago, I I was wondering if this was still going to be on the radar, and it's. I did some searches again this morning, and Wall Street Journal did a piece on it. The uh, Pittsburgh paper did told them not of Rosa Parks, you know, of course, which is not a fair comparison to him as well. And uh, CBS Sports did a whole bunch about it. Stephen Curry came out and he said that he thinks it's a great thing. So um, in the interim, too, was uh, Megan Rapino did not stand for it. And she didn't get a whole lot of coverage compared to I mean, it was sort of a secondary thing. 
And uh, perhaps that's because of the sport. Maybe that's because, I don't know, that she's a woman. I don't know what the situation is. But um, And yeah, then but also the hockey coach um, for John. Team USA said that if anybody sits during the game, he's going to bench him. Yeah. And he came out really pro USA and they said it's not about the it's not about anything else but that you stand for the flag and you're supposed to stand for the anthem. So, you know, even President Obama got involved. He had an opinion that said he may not agree with Kaepernick, but it's his his right. I think everybody does agree that it is Kaepernick's right. It's just whether or not it's going to help any it's going to help what the what his thing what he's saying is the real thing the oppression of minorities in this country and I don't and is it the right theater to do it and that's I guess that's really the discussion where a lot of people are are conflicted I guess for lack of a better way to say it well I think it's you know we see it in our politics every day people aren't listening to each other you know I think it was Thomas Friedman who said that uh, in the United States we're almost turning into Shiites and Sunnis we just hate each other because you're Republican or you're a Democrat or whatever it happens to be and um, this may be part of that although there was a hashtag veterans for Kaepernick that was trending number one and a lot of veterans have come through for this but uh, the thing that's most intriguing is, is is that it's still being covered to that level because obviously those are issues beyond certainly my expertise and um, yeah it's amazing and the, the fact that he's a backup quarterback he has made the team um, right. and I don't know if this was a ploy for him to make sure that he made the team because I don't know if he would have made the team if he didn't do this but by cut, if they would have cut him, then he would have been. He would have said, "Hey, I'm, see, I'm being oppressed now by having an opinion." So, I don't know. That, that's another possibility. That's a thought that's been out there. Um, you know, I believe uh, somebody else. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, one of the John Legend, the singer, actually said that you know that he thinks the national anthem is a bad song and it's a terrible song. And I thought he would have got a little bit more backlash, but that kind of just got swept away after like one news cycle. And other people were talking about should we have "America the Beautiful" as our national anthem? So it has his his. Actions have spawned a lot of other discussions, but the main discussion about the oppression, it's always a touchy subject in, in America of how you tackle that issue. And uh, I think that's what the media is kind of playing with, and that's why they can't really come to a, a finality with this. That's kind of what I think. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how many more days it, that it really has, I guess, until something else. I know I know one person who's happy about all this is Ryan Lochte because he was in the news for a long time, and this just sort of sent him to the side. And he actually got suspended last night for, yeah. for 10 months, and, I mean, it's like nobody cares. Yeah, it's just like a one-sentence trailer on shows there because of this. And, and, of course, college football is kicking in a whole lot, and the NFL starts tonight. And, and I think everybody gets swept up in the Olympics for those two weeks every four years, and then you just put those sports to bed in our minds, and we move on. On. And let's, let's face it, swimming is that way, mm -hmm. uh, as a lot of the other sports are too. So. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I did see, you know, that you know, Kaepernick as his jersey sales went to number one in the yes. NFL. Yes. I, I thought I was shocked at that because I didn't know if people would want to wear them or are they just buying them in case this really is a pivotal change in, in our society. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm, <laughs> I, I'm skeptical because I saw that too that they were number one, and I, I think that shows that. Uh, how, how strongly people think about this. It's, it's, it's an issue that transcends sports is why we're talking about it in sports and they're talking about it in the Wall Street Journal and they're talking about it on political shows. Um, but I, I wonder if that's going to be around for a while. I mean, he may not be a Rosa Parks, of course, but maybe it becomes sort of like a Tommy Smith and a John Carlos from the 1968 Olympics when they Press their fists in the air, and I just don't know if there's a final answer either way. You know, I don't know mm -hmm. how, and obviously it, it's a tough call for everyone to be involved. We've never been in, in his shoes, uh, and so I don't know if there is finality with this issue, or is it just starting? I saw where a couple other players, and I'm, I'm having a name. I think a Buffalo Bill player and a couple of Seattle Seahawks players have right. already said they're considering, um, you know, taking a knee this weekend. And of course, 
the other thing about this whole thing is we're coming up on the 15th anniversary of September 11th, so there's always that kind of American pride, uh, you know, up, uh, you know, uprising over the next few weeks. Been a lot of shows on right now about 9/11 and some other footage and things. So it kind of all coincides at one time. So it's going to be interesting um, and maybe even scary to watch what happens over the next week with uh, with the 9/11 15th anniversary coming up. Yeah, there's there's an awful lot, and I think this also shows in many ways that a lot of people want to say that the media drives the news and the media really reacts to the news. You have these events, as long as he continues to sit down and other players continue to speak out, we're pretty much reacting to the news. We're not setting the agenda but we're amplifying what people are saying. And I was one of the first guys who said when he came out, I go, in two or three days, he's going to apologize and change his mind because he really came off. I thought at first, I thought he looked like an idiot. I'll be frank about it. But I tell you, after you listen to him, I understand a little bit more about his, his, um, his stance. And he does come off very well spoken and he comes off really you know i think he understands the issue and he really firmly believes that there's a problem and i think there is a problem you can tell by some of the stuff that's happened in our country this year and so you could see the media cycle went from he's an idiot to oh you know what he has that right maybe he is right and so we'll see what's next because everything goes in cycles so uh, i think colin kaepernick if nothing else has got the the, the ball rolling here for conversation in, in this country that kind of brings everything together not just sports but you know sports and rights and oh absolutely and 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 one thing that i didn't like it's i never i'm not a big fan of the hot take i like opinions and i like when people debate issues and things like that but i was driving to virginia a couple of days after this happened and uh, on the radio is flipping radio stations anything from you know the mad dog station to the nba and a lot of espn and Every person on the ESPN network wanted to give their take. Everybody on all these other shows wanted to give their take. And no one really had the story yet. They didn't know. And and that's probably why, like you're saying, we first thought of him one way, and now we're starting to possibly think another way. Yeah, I agree 100%. That was well said, Joe. This is the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Um, We're talking a lot about Colin Kaepernick today. Each week we'll talk about different subjects, about how the media reacts to different things in the sports world. The NFL season is getting underway. Everybody's pumped up about uh, week one in the NFL. It's almost like it's a – I always say it's kind of like guy's holiday. You know, the men's holiday is this weekend when the NFL kicks off. Lots of great games and uh, just kind of get the thing going back again. Yeah, it's uh, you know, if your fantasy football drafts, you've got uh, we had ours last night, and um, one thing that that I've been hearing a lot more about this year than other years, though, when it comes to this weekend, is that um, the lack of women in it. Because, like you said, it's like the last guys mm-hmm. party and get together. But when when you think about it, there's I don't know, is there? I think there's not a single woman who does play-by-play for the NFL right now. You have a lot of sideline reporters. You're starting to get some studio hosts. Um, no, there's no NFL uh, announcer or color on it right now that's female. I think, right. I think Mendoza the, is the Major League Baseball's first. Right. And I actually think she does a good job. Oh, of course. And Women I know, can do just as well as men. There's and no, I know a lot no of people doubt. at first are like, Sunday Night Baseball, why do we have her on? And if you listen to her, she's as good as some of the other guys, if not better. She knows her stuff. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, that whole, you know, clubhouse mentality where, you know, all the guys are man caves or something <laughs> like that. Kind of silly. Um, but, you know, I like these other perspectives. When I worked at the Orlando Sentinel, we hired a writer who never covered sports ever. And uh, she came down after writing feature stories right out of college. And she brought in a fresh perspective, and that's what we were looking for, that 
no one else is getting. And she, she emerged so well, she eventually, within a couple of years, got hired by the New York Times, was winning national awards, because she came with a perspective. And I'd like to hear that other perspective. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well said. The other thing that I know that came out is the DraftKings and FanDuel, mm. um, you know, basically uh, have come to an agreement that they're not going to promote the winnings as much and more and, and kind of prom, um, promote more of the camaraderie mm-hmm. among fans and I've noticed some of their commercials on television have changed to that even though they still have a little bit of the money factor to it uh, but to try to come off not so much as a gambling site as more of a fun almost fantasy site so that was an interesting way they've changed well, well they need to because to me, it's gambling. Because <laughs> it's, uh, it's gambling. And also because they're getting lawsuits in New York City and a couple of other states are, are filing lawsuits against them. It's, you know, the law is state. You cannot do this. It is absolutely gambling, the, the, you know, the daily fantasy sports. And last year we were getting deluged with both of these oh. companies who own, I think, 90-something percent of the market. And um, I'll be curious to see if it continues because there's no doubt it's gambling. Although in sports, we sort of – have some sort of tacit approval to it, like because we're always looking, what's the spread? Yeah, right? exactly. Well, what's funny is I also heard on that same uh, I mean, ESPN story that the FanDuel and DraftKings, both of the uh, the creators slash owners, absolutely despise each other. So a lot of people think there should only be one of these companies out there, and that the, these two companies should merge. But that would be like saying, like you know, Clinton and Trump should start getting along. Uh, you know, it's just amazing. Let's these, merge the Red Sox and the Yankees. Yeah, right. it is not going to happen. And so it'll be interesting to see if two teams or two different types of businesses, FanDuel and uh, DraftKings, uh, can survive um, as we head into this thing. So um, uh, let's talk a little bit about. When you talk about sports and media, let's talk about some of your heroes in sports casting. Or I know you come from a lot of uh, the journalistic side. Who are some of the people that kind of got you into this? Um, probably like a Dave Anderson at the New York Times. Dave Anderson, one of, one of only three sports writers to have won a Pulitzer Prize for their sports commentary. And he, he was someone who would give a perspective that wasn't the same. He wasn't someone who'd give that visceral response right away. He, he, he was he was tempered, and I really enjoyed that. I was lucky enough years later, must have been about 14 years ago, to be at a conference in New York where he spoke. And he was one of three people on a panel about how to cover sports, and he was um, the most modest, humble of them all. As a matter of fact, one of the writers there, a young woman, said during Monday night football games, he'd go down and run quotes for her. Oh, know, Dave Anderson. So it's always nice when you see that people that you admire are uh, – are, are humble and, 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 and nice. So, yeah, Dave Anderson was. I always used to love reading Bob Ryan in the Boston Globe. Oh, yeah. I used to go to the library back then. You had to, to read the, <laughs> get the Sunday paper on Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Um, as far as TV, I grew up in New, in New York, New Jersey area, where I used to watch the Yankees, and that was Phil Rizzuto and Bill White and those guys. And I think, I think as fans, we sort of get connected to those voices because we're listening to them, and they're in our home every single day. I don't think they were great sportscasters in any way, but we get connected. And yeah, you, you know, get to used our people. To, yeah, you get used to your hometown and your announcers like that or anything you can catch. So I agree 100. percent So, but there's so many great writers out there. It's it's tough to say. I mean, there's there's a book that comes out, the best American sports writing every year. That's uh, that has so many wonderful writings from people all across the country. 
Who were, you, who were some of your favorites? You know, I was a, I was more of a, uh, I always say I'm a, I'm a victim of television because everybody goes, how did you become a Steelers and an Atlanta Braves fan here mm -hmm. living in Central Illinois? Well, growing up, you know, I told my, my dad was a Bears fan, still mm -hmm. is a Bears fan. And I'd say, Dad, why are you watching the Bears in the 70s? They lost every game, it seemed like. I go on, on NBC, the, the Steeler team, this, they're, they're win all the time. So I, I just immediately just loved the Steelers. I fell in love with Mean Joe Green. And so I was more of a, I liked TV more than I think I did the announcers back then. But I remember, you know, Howard Cosell on Monday night. My dad had always oh. let me stay up. And, you know, the longer, I, you know, as I got older, I got to watch more and more into the evenings. And so I'd say Howard Cosell was that first guy that I really noticed that had that different opinion mm -hmm. than just bringing you the game. Um, I like the the Balzer guy that wrote for USA Today. Is it Howard oh, Balzer? Yes, yep. yes. I always like to read him, Rudy, uh, Rudy uh, Martsky. Um, you're right. He yeah. wrote about the media all the time. Yeah, and yeah. then the guy in St. Louis, uh, who uh, St. Louis Dispatch, who wrote forever. That was probably the other guy that I really emulated. And then locally, Bob Falstrom from the Decatur Herald back mm -hmm. in the day. I I loved reading him. So um, that's where I was. And the Atlanta Braves were on when I came home from school. And so I didn't want to be a Cubs fan because my family was all Cardinals. So I knew I couldn't be a Cubs fan. So I watched the Braves, <laughs> no, no, and no, no. I just kicked out. Yeah. So I just uh, became a Braves fan, and, and you know fell in love with the Braves announcers and Dale Murphy and Bob Horner and all of them. So. I was more of a victim of TV that, that kind of got me where I'm at. and so uh, I, That's not a victim. TV is wonderful. <laughs> it is. You're right. It's a wonderful medium. Because uh, when we were growing up, I mean, you couldn't watch a lot of these live events. I used to stay up to 1 o'clock to watch West Coast Laker basketball games. I can remember and, and, when the NBA Finals were on tape delay. Yes, remember that? And stayed up I, on Friday night to watch the Sixers absolutely. Lakers. Nobody believes that, but it was a, it's a true story. Oh, no. Absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing today with the media that we have. What well, One aside there, you said Bob Falstrom was one of your favorites. Yep. You know, his son AJ covers the Cardinals for AP. I did not know that. So you'll see his byline. You now. learn stuff on the sports exactly. and media show. Oh, Jeff absolutely. Jeff. There you go. Um, the other, I was, I was thinking, I had a brain lock there just for a minute, but I always, you know, I liked, I like certain announcers who just call the game that don't have to get too much involved in the game. I know everybody likes the Harry Carries, but, uh, but I really just like the guys who call the game, and I think that's the best way to do it. That's why I think, you know, Al Michaels on Sunday Night Football, I, I, which I think is the best sports package on TV, the way they do it. But Al Michaels just calls the game. And I also like, and I know that he's not always with him, but Chris Collinsworth I've always liked a great deal. Cause well, that's your own fault. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe because we're both from Florida. Yeah. Uh, but he is so nasally, and uh, I, won't, I won't get started. No. We don't want to have a fight our first show, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait till the second. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Uh, well, that's a, what, what about announcers? Is there announcers out there that you don't like? We could talk about oh, that. Oh, I, I've always really hated uh, Ken Harrelson. Um, oh. um, and, and, you know, if you're like the ball. Yeah, well, the things he said, I mean, he's – such a homer but yeah. then again if you're a White Sox fan you love him I mean so I understand why people like him I'm just saying I'm with you I prefer less homerism because growing up up until I was about 15 in New York New Jersey area if you listen to the to the Yankee games or anything they go after their own <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know if there's something bad they're the first to go after the Yankees or the Mets or whatever and um, so I, I, I like that type of approach to it where you're not such a such a homer but I think that's going away I mean there's a lot of these fan sites on webs and and, and yeah. of course the TV games I don't yeah Hawk Harrelson and then the guy from the Cardinals on the radio uh, Mike Shannon is the other big homer I mean if you've listened to him he can almost and I used to like Mike Shannon a little bit but it, now it's just to the point where I can't if I'm traveling around and I and I, I hit him on the dial I got to turn it off I can't I can't deal with it too too much too much uh, other you know I think that's the 
the main t- topics we wanted to touch on today. Uh, this is the Sports and Media Show with uh, Jeff and Joe. Next week, Joe will talk a lot about what will happen this weekend in the NFL. Um, and we know something will happen in the media. Uh, you know, somebody will have done something stupid. Always, always something happens. College football, and we'll also uh, talk about the 15 years and 9/11, and maybe some of the stuff the media does over this weekend because it'll be interesting with the with that um, the action between the Kaepernick um, and the 9/11 and how that's all going to be you know really covered. I saw last night you were talking about the soccer. I'll go back to Rapino. They actually did the anthem before the players came out, so they she didn't have the chance to take a knee. So I thought that was an interesting way to do it, and I don't know if it's right or wrong, but that's one of the things they did. So it's going to be interesting over this next week to see how this plays out, and then when 9-11 goes away in our memory after the 15-year anniversary, we'll see what uh, happens. So Absolutely. That's all I have for today. Do you have any more? Sounds great. I appreciate it. This is the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. We'll be here each week. Joe and I hope you enjoyed the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports in today's world.